Hey guys, welcome to the vault. This is uh, Connor and Jackie. We're uh, doing our first week of actual deep dives. So today, this is Jackie's week. He's going to be telling us a story. Uh, myself and you guys are going to be along for the ride. So, Jackie, how are you, buddy? I am doing fantastic. Uh, you know, hockey season is starting. We're in we're in full swing here. Um, my newfound team, the Astros, are in the World Series. I'd love to go to a game, but they want an arm, a leg, and my kidney to go. Just to stand, yeah. mind you. Just to stand. Well, you know, you wouldn't do game, much stand anyway. Game one is 513 for standing room only. Game six Jeez. is like 793. I cannot imagine paying more than $25 for baseball tickets. You know, I don't mind paying like 55 to have a good seat. For a baseball sure. game, I, I paid quite a bit when I just went to Boston to uh, see Game Three of the ALCS with some of oh, our yeah. good pals and one of my uh, day one buddies. So we sat way up top, but you know it was fun. Um, the Astros got their their ha- their asses handed to them, twelve to three. But I still had a fantastic time because you know good energy, good people, good vibes. Even though it was Boston, it was still a lot of fun. You Sorry, know the Boston. reason. The reason that they lost that game and won the others is because that one was in Boston and they don't have access to trash cans there. No, the reason that they lost that game and they won the others, because they did lose one at home, mind you. They lost yeah. game two at home. They had to remember how to the reason The reason that they won game one, game five in Boston, game six – in Houston, game four in Boston. So they won game one, four, five, and six. They lost two and three. Was because four, five, and six were all the games immediately after I was there. And they only scored runs in the game that I was at when I was in the concession line. So they only do well when I watch them on TV. So that, that's my theory here. So it's probably a good thing that I can't really afford to go to a World Series game because now they'll win when I watch them on TV. Maybe you have such a strong level of integrity that when you're there, they can't cheat just like they physically can't. <laughs> you know, it's tough. It's tough. But I, I, I will say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Now that I agree so. with. That I agree with. Bring so. steroids back. Make them just run that. Run the 90s back all the way. Hey, man. Sammy Sosa. Hey, man, you know, Sammy had three 60 home run years, and he, he was most definitely roided up. But the court bat really did it for us. Uh-huh. And so that actually is a great segue into my point because, you know, there was, there's only been – I want to say I read this actually today or yesterday. There's only been like six or seven seasons where guys hit 60-plus home runs and Sammy did it three times of the seven. Sure. Um, the other two, two of them were actually the same season on the Yankees. Uh, I believe it was the same season, or was it? The Roger Maris was trying to break the, uh, um, what's his face? Who batted right after him? You're asking me baseball questions, and I, I don't know how I can respond with a, with anything. But um, it's not Ted Williams because he played. Oh, it's Mickey Mantle. Ted Williams played for the Red Sox, but it was Mickey Mantle for the Yankees. Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle both played for the Yankees. 
and it was the year that they like both hit 60 home runs or like Mantle had done it the year before. Um, and Roger Maris hit 61. And there's a movie where for some reason the title is 61 with an asterisk. And I can't remember why there's an asterisk, but there was an asterisk. Oh, it's because um, he was bad and he wouldn't make it in today's league. Probably. But we're going to talk about <laughs> a guy who was really good and probably would make it in today's league because he played under some harder circumstances. And that is the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Mm. So I'm going to talk about Wayne Gretzky because hockey season has started. It's my favorite time of year. It's my favorite like six-month period. The rest of the months don't count on the sporting calendar because hockey's not playing. Sorry to the other sports, but hockey's superior. You cannot prove me wrong. Okay, I'm going to try. Can't, can't, change, can't change my mind. So I wanted to start with talking about Wayne Gretzky because um, while people realize that he's the great one, with hockey just being kind of the, you know, inferior in people's mind while they're wrong, while they don't watch hockey as often, we'll say that, the lack of viewership that hockey has and being viewed as a Canadian sport, the great one has some ridiculous stats, some ridiculous records. And people say, well, he played against street hockey goalies. Like, he played against goalies that weren't good. Excuse me. Little, uh, been drinking so, too much caffeine. So, like the modern day Jordan, just playing against Milkman. Yeah, you know, or the, the Will Chamberlains is probably a better comparison. I like you know, Will Chamberlain, though. So I, I think he played against top tier talent. Okay, fine. Maybe Oscar Robertson. Is that is that better for you? The big O? I like him. I too. don't even know. They might be the same era. I I think I they are. I actually players. don't know. <laughs> I confuse basketball like... players and when they played. So anyways, <laughs> my point being is yeah. that people will say that he played against the milkmen or the plumbers. You know, the guys that had day jobs because, you know, they weren't making enough to make it as just a professional athlete. Sure. And to that I say, if it were so easy, why is nobody even close? Why, why are his records so superior to everyone else's? And we're going to go into a deep dive to kind of prove why he is known as the great one. And no one will ever really match it. While I do think McDavid might get close, it's just harder in today's game. Um. It's weird. It's easier and harder all at the same time. The game is faster. You can't grab onto a guy. You can't just, you know, slash a guy, hook a guy, do all sorts of things. You know, there, at one point in the middle of Gretzky's career, they made five rule changes known as the Gretzky rules. And they okay. opened up the game more. Like, they used to have a two-line pass. So if you were in your own D zone, you couldn't pass to a guy hanging out at the other blue line. they call you off sides for that. Now they're like, let's open up the game. Let's make things faster. Let's just, as long as you're on the right side of the opposing blue line before the puck crosses the blue line, you're good. Um, so, you know, there's, there's been a lot of rule changes to kind of speed the game up, increase scoring. And Gretzky played in a time where there, there wasn't a ton of goals. And, uh, well, there was goals, but, you know, there was, there was a period where it went lower, and now there's this period where they're trying to get goals back up because they think it's more fun and they think it's better viewership, like kind of the Gretzky era. So I'm going to talk yeah, about. With that. Yeah. So I, I like, yeah, like 
you know. I, I think the, I think the more scoring, higher scoring is good. Like you have, um, like the juice balls in baseball. That's fun. Like you have these right. low scoring games. They like the purists love them. But if I'm yeah. just now getting into it, like I picked a pretty. I started watching last year when you told me to, and we watched some games together. Like I had a lot of fun because it wasn't. There was no like. There's no zero to zero ties or one zero wins. Like I saw like six to seven and. You know, some really, yeah. really good back and forth and some good blowouts, too. Like, I had a really good time with that because of that. Right. And one of the best games that I've been to in person was a game in Toronto where I saw a Austin Matthews-less Maple Leafs team take on a Connor McDavid Oilers team. Matthews hurt himself the night before in Pittsburgh, so didn't get a chance to see him. But Connor McDavid was playing for the Oilers. There was a one nothing game, and the goal was scored 30 seconds into the game. And it was one of the best games I've ever been to. But like you mentioned, I'm a purist, and I also have just as much fun watching a game that goes 7-6 in overtime, which I've seen happen like three times in the last two years. So um, sure. I, I want to bring back the Gretzky scoring. I kind of wish more guys would put up the numbers Gretzky did. But so to kind of give people a little bit of a background, because he was kind of playing against Milkman, but not so much because he was playing in the 80s and 90s. Um, Gretzky played in the NHL from the 79-80 season to the 98-99 season. Now, Connor, I want you to guess when Wayne Gretzky was drafted. Or okay, where, so he what season now? 79-80? 79-80 was his first season. In the NHL. Okay. So, I know... Was, was he Canadian? He was Canadian. So, gen- generally, you're going like, ha- to have, like, the junior leagues before you get to the NHL, yeah? Yes. So, 75. No, no, no. So, he got... Um, he got drafted at 18. He turned 18 in 78. 78. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. So... so where in the draft do you think Wayne Gretzky went? Oh, got it. Okay, I misunderstood the question. I was thinking he got drafted yeah, as a I, kid or something like. I worded <laughs> like it. He bought his rights right out. Of no, 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 no. <laughs> I, word, I worded that very poorly. Okay. Uh, well, seeing as I know nothing about draft structure in hockey, I don't know how many rounds there are. Uh, I'm guessing not first overall. Yes, it was a trick question because he went undrafted. Oh, shit. How many rounds are there? Uh, in today's NHL draft, there are seven. I think back then there might have even been up to 12. I, uh, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head, but I know that there's seven yeah. now, and there was definitely not fewer rounds back then. Sure. But the thing is, is that Gretzky came out of junior hockey in 1978 where he signed with the Indianapolis Racers in June of 1978. Similar to the Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Pacers, they had a team called the Racers after, you know, the famous Indianapolis 500. Sure, sure. They we were, call, they were we part call of the Indy around the, around the way. Yes. So they, uh, they were part of the World Hockey Association, and they actually traded Wayne Gretzky in his first year to the Edmonton Oilers, who were also part of the World Hockey Association. So imagine that. This man was undrafted. He signed as a free agent and got traded in his first year. Not usually. No, not you would not think that this man would go on to be known as the great one at this start, even though he was 
profound and a prolific player as a kid. You would think that, how could a guy be that good if this is the start to his professional career? Mm-hmm. Well, the WHA actually folded right after the 78-79 season, and the Edmonton Oilers joined the NHL as part of the expansion in 79-80 because a bunch of the WHA teams moved from the now-defunct WHA to the NHL. Another one that I can think of off the top of my head is the Hartford Whalers, who are now the okay. Carolina Hurricanes. What a move. Um, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> RIP and peace, Whalers. Dope name. Dope jerseys. Um, yeah. So it's sort of like the NBA-ABA merger, where like when they, when they merge, right. like some teams were able to join based on record and things, things like that. Record, revenue, finances, things of that nature. Yes. Sure. So we now have Wayne Gretzky in the NHL at 1819 in the 79-80 season as part of the Edmonton Oilers. So we've now made it to the NHL. Gretzky goes on to play for three other franchises after the Oilers. Um, there's a great doc about the trade, actually, from the Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings, known as the Kings Ransom, um, ESPN, the 30 for 30. Okay. Um, one, of the, one of the interesting parts of that trade that uh, I'm going to kind of um, sidetrack here for a second is the um, part of the deal is the guy who always had Gretzky's back, and his name is Marty McSorley. Marty McSorley was basically known for playing on Gretzky's line, and if anyone so much as breathed on Gretzky, he'd go over and knock their teeth out. So I always find that as a very, <laughs> I always find that as a very interesting part and under talked about part of that deal. Um, other than the fact that the Edmonton Oilers became a poverty franchise and decided they didn't want to pay him and LA wanted to pay him and grow hockey in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Marty McSorley part of that is hilarious. Um, Marty McSorley is quite the guy. I think he's a very underappreciated player because he always mm-hmm. said Gretzky's and it's like, that's what part of the game today lacks is the protection of star athletes. You know, you see it a lot in the NBA. Certain guys get a little bit more foul calls than others um, mm-hmm. trying to protect them. I don't think there's enough of that in the NHL. You know, you had one of the best players in Conor McDavid, like, want to say middle of his second season, broke his collarbone because a guy tried catching up with him and wasn't fast enough and hit him into the boards and he broke his collarbone. So I think – Got to protect your guys. So Marty McSorley has always kind of got a, a place in my mind because it's just hilarious that he was a throw-in in that deal and people don't talk about him when he was like the guy that kind of kept Gretzky on his feet. That's interesting. That's a really interesting dynamic that you don't really get in a lot of sports. Right. And it's it's almost like saying, hey, you know, like this summer we had the Aaron Rodgers talk about, oh, is he going to go to Denver? It would be like, hey, we're going to trade Aaron Rodgers to Denver, and as part of that, we're going to throw in David Bakhtiari, who's his left tackle, who watches his blind side, and that's going to be part of the deal. Mm-hmm. That or, would be you know, interesting. Right? So that's kind of the dynamic that McSorley and Gretzky had, you know, a guy watching out for his – watching out for a little bit more of a star player, but, you know, playing, playing arguably a more important role in terms of his protection of that guy, uh-huh. you know, protecting the assets. So, I digress. Gretzky went on to win four Stanley Cups, as many people know. The funny part to me is that he won all four of the Edmonton Oilers. 
and shows <laughs> what kind of a team game the NHL is, regardless of who you are. I think it's always hilarious that even with the teams that he had in LA, the team he had in St. Louis, the teams he had in New York, he was never he got to the finals but never won another final after he was traded from Edmonton. He won nine Hart trophies, which is the MVP, as voted on by the media. So in a 20-year career, he won nine Hart trophies. And that's where you get the kind of like some leagues where it's like you feel like, you know, Jordan kind of won the MVP every year or LeBron could win the MVP every year. But, you know, if they don't perform to their standard, are they really the most valuable player? Okay. Uh, he won 10 Art Rosses, which is the most points scored by a player. That's goals and assists combined. So half the time he was in the league, he led the league in points. Jesus. So um, he won four Stanley Cups. Twice he was finals MVP or playoff MVP. Mm, winning the twice? That's twice. really weird. Right? Uh, I think he played, in, he played in five or six finals. I know he played in at least one with L.A., I don't think he ever – he only played like one season in St. Louis and didn't make a finals. I don't think he made a final with the Raiders. So of the four, um, you know, you get guys on those Oiler teams, though, Mark Messier, Grant Fuhr, who was the goalie, um, Paul Coffey, I believe, was one of the defensemen, Yari Curry. You know, they had some pretty stacked teams. So kind of kind of makes sense that he didn't win the cons every time. But yeah. Time is still pretty impressive. Yeah. Put it this way. Like the Blackhawks won three Stanley Cups in six years, 10, 13, and 15. And all three years, a different guy won the Conn Smythe. That's so weird. Hockey is such a different sport from anything that I really watch. Right. Like it's, it's such a team dynamic that it's like, you just ride the hot hand, man. Yeah. Um, but like you, you know, yeah. like talking about the like he only won four cups and only with that stacked team, like like that's sort of like the super team idea that everyone's like starting to get into and hate now in basketball. Like it used to be just individual yeah. guys, and right. now it's weird when a Giannis is like drafted and grown and like groomed to win a championship with his own team instead of like trading for your stars. And like right. it used to be your Jordan and your like. You know, uh, Kareem, like that kind of thing. That that would be your homegrown. That's the only way you wanted ring was just by having the biggest superstar. Right, That's exactly. A, so, such a different dynamic than anything I've watched before, really. Yeah, and that's why hockey is different for me. I think is because I've always been such like a team player, and I think it it's it plays into my personality where I put others first a lot. Um, nice so, guy, you know, yeah. I know you just, you have this care for other people. You put other people's needs first, you know, you, you block shots for a guy, you go into the corner and win the puck out for your guy. You know, you stick up for a teammate. If he gets cheap shotted, you know, it's, it's a lot of sure taking that step up for your teammate where, yeah, you get that dynamic in other sports, but hockey is almost like it takes it to a new level. That's really in my opinion. So, um, continuing with his ridiculous awards, um, five times he was he won the Ted Lindsay, 
which uh, it had a different name at the time, but the Ted Lindsay is the MVP as voted on by the players. So hockey has two MVP awards every year. One is voted by the media and one is voted by the players. So yeah. he won seems nine. I'm sorry? The players one seems more important, I would think. Yes. I. Um, a lot more people talk about hearts. Um, Ted Lindsay Award has not been around the entire existence of the NHL. Uh, it did have oh. a different name, but it got renamed for Ted Lindsay because I believe he won it the most times. Okay. Uh, but yes, I would agree. I think the Ted Lindsay is a little bit cooler just because it's as voted on by your peers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get the guys, the guys looking around the league being like, wow, that guy is special. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you play the same cool. game. You're playing the same season, and you're looking around being like, wow, that guy is just on a new level. Um, So he's won five times in his 20-year career. Um, An award that didn't exist at the time, but he would have won five of, is the Rocket Richard for most goals in a season. Mm -hmm. So 25% of the time he was in the league, he led the season in goals. Uh Uh-huh. He also won five Lady Bings, which is awarded for sportsmanship and performance. Um, Usually nowadays, the quote unquote for a Lady Bing is um, the guy who takes the least amount of penalties is usually a guy who wins the Lady Bing. Okay. So there's a guy who I was watching the Carolina Hurricanes game today. He went 75 games with the only penalty he took during that time was a delay of game penalty which means, you know, you flip the puck over the glass in your own zone. Uh-huh. So not necessarily always something you can control because if you go to play it out the glass and you, you muff it a little bit, you can take a delay game penalty. But to not take a, a trip, a slash, a hook, a fighting penalty, um, a roughing, you know, any of those kinds of things, to not do that for 75 games is insane. Um, so that's a guy, his name's Jacob Slavin, he's a defenseman for the Carolina Hurricanes. He's a guy who's been like noted for Lady Bings before. Gretzky won five of those in 20 years. So just being a guy who is smart about how he was playing the puck, um, smart about how he defended, smart about how he was treating other people, um, his sportsmanship on and off the ice, his performance. Um, he won five of those awards. And my favorite part that I kind of saved for last before we get into some of the nitty-gritty numbers is that he is one of the few players to have the waiting period waived in terms of being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yep, that's the one I've always heard. Yeah, so normally you have to wait, like, I think it's three or five years like every other sport. You have to wait some time after you retire before you get inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. No, he was the class immediately after he retired. That's crazy. So, um, and the Hockey Hall of Fame is also not even just based on your NHL accolades. Um, It's based on your international play. It's based on your um, junior career, your collegiate career, if you have one. Um, So there's a lot of people. There's a couple of people in there who have played overseas in, like, international play and stuff like that um, who have made the Hockey Hall of Fame. Vladislav Tretiak is one of them. He was a goalie for the Soviet Union, as you and I were actually talking about a little bit earlier today, because mm-hmm. um, I saw his jersey on the site, and I was like, wow, that's a 
pretty sick jersey because Trediak was one of those guys that was like, he's that dude. Yeah. So, um, to be inducted right away is kind of insane. Uh, I've been in that building three times. Yeah, I've been to the Hockey Hall of Fame three times, and every time it's just as much of like you know your your Hall of Fames are kind of like the museums and stuff. It's very interactive in terms of you know they let you take a picture with the Stanley Cup. They have all the trophies out for you to look at. You can see a book that's got the most recent class with all of their names signed by the people when they got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Is all one section. Then there's exhibits about expansion. Um, there's exhibits about, you know, like summit series, which is a segment I hope to get into at a later point. Um, so there's a lot of cool things in the hockey hall of fame and it's just, of course, like any league, um, it's the mountaintop, it's the peak, it's the, um, highest you can get as an individual. So to have that wait, but waiting period waived is just insane to me. That is really cool. So it's like it's like a good Hall of Fame, whereas the uh, like NFL Hall of Fame or Baseball Hall of Fame kind of sucks. Yeah, it, I think it's awesome. It's right in downtown uh, Toronto. Um, you know, you're not going out to Canton, Ohio, or Springfield, Mass, or uh, Cooperstown, New York. If you're going yeah. to a major city. You're going to where the league offices or one of the league offices are. Um, you're going to where they do the review rooms and stuff like that. So, you know, they make it a focal point. They make it uh, important. You know, they, they make a big deal about it. And again, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not just the NHL Hall of Fame. So it's a waiting period for anyone. And to have that waived immediately, it means you are just that much better. That is amazing. Yeah. Like, what, a, what an honor that would be. Right. Be like, oh, yeah. We know you just retired, but like, here's your gold jacket. Here's your, here's your induction. You're getting sized in your last game, <laughs> right? <laughs> Come off the ice. Oh yeah, um, Mr. Gretzky, sir. Uh, what's your what's your suit size? What's your what's your jacket size? Can we get this tailored for you real quick? Um, Man, that and then, so that's that's the accolades. That's the awards. That's kind of you know, the stuff more people kind of realize, but we're going to really break it down now in terms of numbers. Okay. So at the time of retirement, Gretzky held or shared 61 individual awards. He really held 60 and he was tied for one at the time of retirement. He was tied with one with Brett Hall. Um, Did I write that one down? I did not. Did I write that one down? I did not. I want to say it was like regular season overtime assist, like one of the most obscure stats that you could be tied with somebody on. <laughs> <clears throat> so to break it down, though, for 40 of these records are regular season. 40. 15 of the records are playoffs. And six of them are just on the All-Star game. Oh, wow. <laughs> He has six all-star game records. That's, that's pretty um, cool. Since he retired, two of those records have been broken. Oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> I don't – or actually, it might have been one of the ones he was tied with. 
The regular season overtime is one is the one that got was one of the ones that got broken. And the all star game assist record is one that got broken. Okay. So he's had two records broken, so that knocked him from sixty one down to fifty nine. Okay. He's back up to sixty though. He got a record after he retired. I'm assuming it was like some sort of percentage record. Like Yes. Okay. It is the, Someone it is the dropped. points per game. Points per game average. Right around the time he retired um, in '99 was also right around the time that Mario Lemieux had retired and stepped away mm-hmm. from the game for a little bit. At the time, um, Gretzky was at like 1.92 points per game, and Mario Lemieux Super Mario was at 2.01 or something like that. Uh-huh. And then Mario came back and played from 2000 to 2005. And his points per game average dropped. That sucks. But also, coming back out of retirement to play five years, that's nuts, too. Usually, that's like a one-season thing. Super Mario was a whole nother level. He might be another one that we do a deep dive into just because his career story is wild. Um, So, instead of boring everyone by going through 61 records... Picked out the more ridiculous ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. Getting a little dry throat from uh, talking so much. But we move. Um, the fastest to 50 goals. Guess how many games he did it in. I mean, 45. 39. God damn. I was trying to he go scored. low. <laughs> He scored 50 goals in 39 games. The closest like metric they have, they don't actually keep track of the fastest to 50 games other than Gretzky. They keep track of people who had 50 goals in 50 games, and that hasn't happened that often that they even notated it on the Wikipedia page that I looked at. Mm-hmm. The closest that I could think of in the modern game was this past season, in the shortened season, Mind you, Ross and Matthews scored 40 goals to start the season. Guess how many okay. games it took Austin Matthews to score 40 goals? 40. 49. So it took mm-hmm. him 49, and that's one of the faster ones in recent history. Like when Ovechkin scored 60 in the season, when Stamco scored 60 in the season, most of those were actually in the second half of the season. So the latter 41 games is when they did a majority of their 60 goals. Uh, Austin Matthews scored 40 and 49 to start the season, and that's one of the faster, like, high-scoring starts to a season other than Gretzky's 50 and 39. That's crazy. Those are very different. Uh, right? Very, very, 50 and 39 is a lot fresher than 40 and 49. Yeah. That's 10 more goals in 10 less games. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Right? So to put it in perspective, that's like, you know, Kobe having his 90 against Toronto like four times in a season versus a guy scoring like 60 in a game four times. Yeah. Um, The next crazy one. I'm sorry? It was 81 points. People are going to make fun of me if if I let you say 90. Oh, that's right. It was 81. Why did I think he scored 90? I don't know, man. 
I just want to make sure people are going to make fun of you if, if they hear you say 90. That's a very well-known game, and this is a basketball uh, you know, audience as of right now. This is true. Was it in the 90s? Is that where I'm getting 90 from? Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even in the 90s. You're just, you're just, you're just off about this, man. Did the, did the Raptors only score like 92 points in that game? Is that what I'm thinking of? You're digging this hole, though. I was <laughs> just digging a hole. Why did I think he scored 90? Wow. Yeah, know. man. That's tough. That's tough. Um, all right. Forget that. Forget I mentioned <laughs> it. I'm way off. Not a basketball guy. I'm a hockey guy. So the next crazy stat. So that's that's goals. Points in a season is goals and assists, mind you. And yes, hockey is a weird sport. We have the double assist. Yes, you get two assists on a goal. Sure, whatever. Gretzky had four seasons where he had 200-plus points in an 82-game season. Jesus. No other player has done it once. He's done it four times. I think the closest is like 182. That's nuts. Put, oh, and- put that in perspective to today's game. McDavid just had in one of his higher score well, – last year he won the Art Ross at 105 in the 56-game season, which was like if he played a full regular season, he would have been pushing some serious numbers. Uh-huh. But his most recent, like, highest Art Ross season was 116 points. Okay. Those are different, and yeah. So Gretzky had, a, had over 200 points four times. And McDavid's highest season is 116. Wow. And McDavid is, like, today's version of, like, holy crap, this guy's different. Yeah. So, both played for Edmonton, too, which is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just to clarify something you said earlier, the double assist, that is, like, when, when you get a point for the person who passed to the person who got the, uh, got the goal, yeah? Yeah, so an assist is just like basketball um, or soccer. If you make the pass leading to a goal, a basket, um, you get an assist. In hockey, if you pass it to the guy – who then passes it to the goal scorer, you also get an assist. Um, one of the more wild things at one point, I want to say it was in like the 40s, they actually tracked the third assist. <laughs> what if you think about it? It's just chaotic. Yeah, no way. Like second assist is bad enough to get clowned on for, but like third assist is just ridiculous. But like watching hockey, I get it. Like that first, that yeah. first move into the box is like so important, and right. it's often like the tougher pass too. Right. So you make the first pass, your your first pass, getting it out of your own zone. Your first pass, getting it into the other zone, is always more important, and necessary. Not like always more important, but like equally as important yeah. as the guy who makes the pass to lead to the goal. Yeah. So hockey's always kept like the second assist, but so that's where you get a little kind of crazy with numbers, but at the same time, it's always been that way. So like, it's hard to like necessarily not compare guys the same way season to season. Um, 
next crazy assist. So we've gone 50 goals in 39. We've gone 200 points in a season. 90-plus goals in a season. So in an 82-game season, 90-plus goals in a season. Gretzky had 92. Um, is the only player to ever score 90-plus. Um, he had – so we've done goals. Now we'll do points. How many – how many games do you think it took Gretzky to get to 100 points? So 50 goals in 39 games. How many games do you think it took him to get to 100 points? Let's see. I feel like it'll be like 52. So you're going a little less than two points a game. Yes. Theoretically. Yeah, yes. he did 100 points. His fastest season to 100 points, he did it in 34 games. Holy shit, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so as we'll get to, Gretzky is known for, had he never scored a goal, he would lead the league in points because of how many assists he had. Gretzky yeah, had I think that's and, the most he famous a, record, right? He had 100 points in 34 games. <laughs> yeah. Like so, I would, I would, I would love to go back and watch some of these. Like when he hit that, and like hear the announcers just be like, "What the fuck, man? Like, what do we talk about? There's, there's never, right? like, never seen anything like this before." So I don't know if I, I can't say that I've played. So I guess the closest thing is now MLB the Show does it too, but in NHL 13 they actually used to have this moments package. And so right now at MLB The Show, you can go and you can play moments where it's like get a home run with Babe Ruth in one game and stuff. They actually did the 50 goals in 39 games. In the 39th game, how many goals do you think Gretzky scored to hit 50? Uh, I want to say six. That's my instinct. That is my, my knee jerk. He- Six is a little much. Six in a game is a little much. He scored four, though. Okay, okay. So so he had 46 goals in 38 games, and then he hit 50 in 39. Has anyone ever so scored actually six like, goals in a game? I'm sorry? Has anyone ever scored six goals in a game? Yes, the record is actually... Is it seven or eight? I know the record for playoff goals in an away playoff game is six. And the only reason that I know this off the top of my head is because of the guy who has the record. So the, the record for most goals in a away playoff game is six. And the only reason I know this is because Red Berenson holds the record. And the reason that I know that Red Berenson holds the record, and I remember this to this day after looking it up before when I was in high school or grade school, it's because Red Berenson was the hockey coach at the University of Michigan for a very long time. He played for the Detroit Red Wings. And I actually went to the Red Berenson hockey camp in high school. Okay. So that's the only reason that I know that record off the top of my head is because I have an affinity for Red Berenson because he was awesome. I was about to say, that is an obscure-ass record. That's like, like Tony Gwynn's baseball record where he's like, he hit like – 345 when the moon was shining, that kind of thing. Yeah, the um, the Tim Kirkshin rules, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, where he just pulls out the most random stats. Yeah, the six goals in a way playoff game is the stat that I know off the top of my head. That's nuts, man. You're a sicko. You're a sick motherfucker. Yes. 
Definitely. Um, back to how sick Gretzky was. Um, you like that transition? Mm-hmm. Um, five times he led the league in both goals and assists. He did it five times. In total, it's only ever happened 12 times. Wait, what, what was the stat again? Led the league in both goals and assists. Okay, okay. It's happened 12 times where a guy has led the league in scoring and passing to score. Well, you know what an assist is, but for those at home. Four times yeah. he led the league in goals, assists, and plus minus. Now, the stat of plus minus has only been kept since 1967. But he is the only player that's ever done that. For those at home that don't understand plus minus, it is very similar to plus minus in basketball. Um, But for those who don't understand plus minus in either sport, plus minus is the number of goals that are scored while you're on the ice versus the number of goals scored against you while you're on the ice. Okay. Gretzky has like a career plus minus of like plus 525. Fuck. So... Now, I believe um, power play goals against, like if you're playing on the penalty kill, I believe those don't count towards your plus minus. And there's like, there's two weird situations where it doesn't count towards your plus minus. Regardless, Gretzky led the league in goals, assists, and plus minus four times. Only player to ever do it. Was he, like, was he like a sick defender too? Yes, we're going to get to that because that's actually my next stat. But for okay. retro, to put this in comparison, I want to say it was one of the years that Ovechkin scored 50. He actually had like a league worst plus minus of minus 32. Because I remember watching one of the last games on national TV in the regular season. And it actually got him from trying to make a chain, like a line change while the puck was going into his zone and trying to get off the ice on a, like almost a for sure goal scoring opportunity. And he tried getting off the ice so it wouldn't go against him on the plus minus, and they still dinged him for it. <laughs> and I want to say he finished that season with like a minus 32, and he scored like 50 plus. So that means he was on the ice for like. Just goals he scored. He was on plus, well, and you know his assists. He probably, I think, had ninety points that year. Um, even, we'll, we'll be reasonable. We'll say he scored fifty plus. He had roughly eighty-five points. He finished with a league worst like thirty-two or thirty-six minus, which means he was on the ice for a hundred and thirty-ish goals against. And I want to say his team gave up. A team usually gives up anywhere from about 220 to 260 in an average year. Okay. And he was on the ice for 130 of those. So half the time the team got scored on, he was on the ice for. Now you're saying, well, you know, that's not super crazy, right? No, it's crazy because there's four lines of forwards in hockey. Yeah, he's on one of the top two. Yeah, he plays a period. Well, he plays one third of the game. He plays one third of the game, but half the time his team gets scored on is when he's on the ice. <laughs> so they're just they're just looking at him like lunch meat, waiting for him to sub in. 
<laughs> they're just like, you, you going to play defense? You, you going to do something over here, bud? You gonna he says no. Shots Every time. So, going to the question on playing defense, though, Gretzky did play a lot of defense. He was actually out there when his team was on the penalty kill and shorthanded because he has the most shorthanded goals in a career. Um, I want to say he he was it two plus years he had ten plus shorthanded goals. Yeah, two years he had ten plus shorthanded goals, and that's crazy. So somebody else, yeah. So you you got a guy who should be protected. You know, there's there's certain guys that like have never played penalty kill in their life. Um, you know, McDavid doesn't really penalty kill because they want him fresh for when they're even strength around the power play. Um, <coughs> Crosby will penalty kill. I don't think Ovechkin does. Jonathan Taze does because he just loves to eat pucks. Um, he eats pucks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Shout out my captain. Um, who are some guys that don't penalty kill that are good? I can't think of any off the top of my head. A lot of guys penalty kill these days. Um, Austin Matthews doesn't really penalty kill. Um, so it's not like something you expect your superstars to necessarily do because you're, you're pinned in your own zone for about two minutes. You're usually pinned in your own zone for two minutes, unless you're a good penalty kill and the other power play just can't figure it out. Sure. Um, so you're, you're just there to, to keep shots on the outside, block shots, get the puck out of your zone. You don't see a lot of superstars doing it. And yeah, Gretzky's out there penalty killing. And not only penalty killing, but scoring goals while shorthanded. That's crazy. Like, talking about how much of a team sport it is. Right. You're out there with less of a team. Yes, which, less of a team and still producing. Which, separate point, that is a nut job way to play a sport is sometimes you just have less people. But hey, I'm man, not going to get into that. <laughs> Well, you know, you get in foul trouble in football, you go sit down. In football, you give the other team yards. In hockey, you go sit down and sit in your thoughts for two minutes and think about what you did. I mean, that's why I like, that's why I like hockey, and that's why I like lacrosse. Lacrosse has a similar thing. You go shorthanded. You get six on five. Uh, hockey is five on four. It's better than the original hockey rules, which is you hit him in the nose with a rolled up newspaper and told him to go lay down in the corner. So yeah, I mean, I guess I guess penalty uh, penalty time is is more reasonable than that. Yeah, I, I like I like telling a guy to go sit in timeout. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, go sit in timeout while we pay you millions of dollars, or I guess like millions of pennies because it is hockey. Um. But they, they they make they make dollars now. It's they make do they? Now. Wow. So like they can they can afford to like, go to the library and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they can barely, <laughs> but they can. <laughs> um. All right, the last crazy season by season number before I get into the three career stats is that. Gretzky had the, has the largest margin in the scoring race in a single season. So the most points in a single season between him and the second guy. Sure. And I have to say that it was 83-84. 
Well, it is 83-84. I have to say, I want to say it's his first or second season where he scored 200-plus points. Mm-hmm. So he had 200-plus. How many points? So, again, goals and assists. How many points do you think were between Gretzky and the guy in second in the league? Okay. So, so you, 82 are games. Gonna, are you going to give me the exact total or just 200-plus? Um. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, so I'm giving you 200. We'll call it, um, I want to say we'll call it, I think it was the 213 year. Okay. Okay. So, so 213, 82 games. How many points do you think were between Gretzky and second place? I feel like it's. I feel like the second scored over 100 points. So, yes. Okay. I, like 87. You actually weren't that far off. It was 79. Okay, okay. That's still nuts. I was trying to go big because you're like, I expected it to be a big number. Yeah, the, the way I was setting you up was to set you up for a pretty educated guess. Uh-huh. But think about that. That is set between him and just the guy who's second. Like, the guy in second is closer to the guy in, like, 40th than he is Gretzky in points. Okay, I don't know. Do you have this season pulled up? I can pull it up right now. Pull it up. I, I want to see who had... Was it 79? Yes. I want to see who had 79 points for the whole season and where they were ranked. So, he had this man's value over second place. Right. So... Uh... Is there so Gretzky? Gretz, I'm sorry, Gretzky only had 205 points. Oh, excuse me. 79 points behind him was defenseman and teammate Paul Coffey with 126. Oh no, they were stacked as shit. Good lord. Gretzky had 87 goals and 118 assists. He was a plus okay. 78 that year. Yeah, they were 2.7. Gretzky only played 74 games. Paul Coffey played 80. Okay. So in six more games, too, he had 79 less points. Um, Let's see. 79 is a couple guys. Okay. We have Lucien DeBlois of the Winnipeg Jets and Dale Hunter. Who is actually very recently a Team Canada coach of the World Junior Championships team, playing for the Quebec Nordiques at the time. So two of them had seventy-nine points. So Dale Hunter was for they're tied for forty-second. <laughs> so he is the forty-second. I mean, I guess it. To put it loosely, the 42nd best offensive player in the league, he is worth that that man above it, second place. Put it this way, 126 minus 79 is 47, right? Uh-huh. Because we can math. Let's do it. 47 gets you all the way to a tie for 138th in points. <laughs> so Paul Coffey is just as close to Gretzky 
as he's the guy who's 138th in points. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking good. Uh, let's see. Where... Let's see how the team ranked that year. Because I can do that. So Gretzky at 205, Paul Coffey at 126, Yari Curry at 113, Mark Messier at 101, Glenn Anderson 99, Ken Linesman 67, Pat Hughes 55, and Dave Hunter 48. So Paul Coffey is as close to Dave Hunter in points as he is Wayne Gretzky, and they're all on the same team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, and Yari Curry put up 113 points in 64 games. So if he had 10 more games of playing with Gretzky, I think he would have put up a little bit more than 113. Yeah, probably. Because Yari Curry was pretty good, too. Sure. Yeah. Um, so to put it in perspective, Wayne Gretzky is a psychopath when it comes to playing hockey. Yeah. You have to be to be this good. You cannot be a normal person and be like this. You have to be so committed that you're just a sociopath. Right. He had 12 short Like, like, like Kobe is the case in point here. Like that man is right. a nut job. Same with Jordan. Right. Um, break it down. Of his 205 points, Gretzky scored 20 power play goals. He scored 12 shorthanded goals. And 11 of his goals were game-winning goals. And he nice. shot at a blazing 26.7%. Okay. So is that of total oh, shots or shots on goal? Shots on goal. Okay. But just his shots on goal, uh, he had a blazing 21 or 26.7%. For a retrospect, uh, Leon Dreisaitl had 168 shots last year, and he shot in an 18.5% clip. Okay, and that was pretty good. That's, that's the second best. It's tied for the best shooting percentage in the league, except the guy who, has the, who he's tied with only shot 27 times. Okay, so the best. The the best. The, the, Connor McDavid, who – Scored the most goals last year and beat out Dreisaitl by two. So Dreisaitl was the second highest goal scorer last year. Oh, I'm sorry. This is just the Edmonton Oilers. Let me fix this. <laughs> Retract that statement. Um, hold on. Let me get somebody with a decent amount of shots here. Alex Dabrinkit shot at 20.7% on 155 shots. Okay. The leading goal scorer was Austin Matthews with 41 goals. He shot it in an 18.5% clip. So Gretzky shot it 8.2% better. 8.2% more of his shots were going in than Austin Matthews, and he scored twice as many goals because he shot that much more too. Jesus. And Austin Matthews had 66 points. And Gretzky had 205. <laughs> Uh, Austin Matthews plays for the Maple Leafs, right? Yes, and Austin Matthews is very good. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember – I actually know his name and I've known his game – I've known his name since his first year in the NHL. I think it was his first game in the NHL where he scored four goals, right? 
Yeah, his very first game against the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa, he scored four goals. Yeah, me having never watched a game of hockey at that point, I was like, holy shit, this dude's the truth. And it turns out I was right. And turns still, out you were right. And still, <laughs> he's not even close. <laughs> so I want to close you out with this, basically what's going to shatter your brain. Okay, okay. Shatter your brain. Gretzky has 894 career goals. And this is all just regular season. These next three are just regular season. Okay. Not include playoff. Hockey does not include your playoff totals towards your career stats. Yes, because, it yes, because it, it's unfair because not everybody plays the same amount in the playoffs. Yeah. Gretzky has 894 career goals. The only other person to eclipse 800 goals is Gordy Howe, and he has 801. The current active player with the most goals is Alex Ovechkin. He had 730 coming into the season. So he needed, uh, let me math real quick, 100. He needed 164 more. And he has scored five goals, so he has now 735 games. Or 735 goals. Got it. He has played 1,202 career regular season games. Uh Gretzky has played 1,487 career games. So basically, if he were to put up the same kind of goals per game stat for a career, Alex Ovechkin would have to score 159 more goals in 285 games. Okay. So you would basically need to score a little bit better than every other game. Which most guys don't really do anymore. Yeah, sure. And that's and that's just goals, that's not points. Right. So he needs 159 goals. To do it in what Gretzky did it, he has to do it in 285 games. <laughs> which is uh, a little bit more than three seasons. They're talking about him trying to just break the record, not even do it in the same number of games. Uh-huh. And so you're thinking he's got to put up, he needs 159 more goals, including the, not including what he already has this year. He basically has to put up four more seasons of 40 goals. That's... That's nuts, man. And Ovechkin's and 36? 36. So he might just not make it. So he would have to play until he was 40. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't, know, I don't know what the average, like, age of retirement or, like, when really good players usually retire. Like, I know, like, Tom Brady is an uh, outlier in the NFL. Usually, top hockey players retire around 38. Okay. The 36 to 38 window, it, just, it really just depends on how well they can skate. Uh-huh. We're going to get into an outlier with one of these next stats. Okay. Um, quickly, we're going to shift from goals to assists, and then we'll do points. Assists, Gretzky has 1,963 assists. Okay. Ron Francis is in second with 1,000. 249. So good 700-something gap. 
714. That's a good gap. That's a good gap. That's a good seeing gap. As, seeing as Gretzky's four best seasons barely would like put you over that. Well, not barely, but like you would need three of Gretzky's best seasons to like do that. <laughs> and you still would come up short. And then his career total of goals and assists, if you're doing the math at home, is 2,857 points. In second place is Yermir Yager, who retired – well, he retired from the NHL. In – when was his last game in the NHL? It was very recently. 17-18, he played 22 games for Calgary. 18-19, 19-20, 2021, and now 21-22. Yermir Yager is still playing professional hockey, currently at the age of 49, about to be 50 for the Clown Knights in the Czech Republic. Uh-huh. Do you know why he is still able? Well, part of the reason he's still able to play is where um, you get the Manny Pacquiao situation in the Philippines where Manny Pacquiao plays for the basketball team that he part owns. Sure, I didn't know that, but okay. Oh, you didn't know all that about Manny Pacquiao? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought you would know that as a basketball guy. Yeah, Manny Pacquiao plays basketball for like a team he part owns in the Philippines. Or he used to at least. He used to at least. I don't know if he still does, but I know he used to. Is he cold? Uh, he's, he's decent. He is decent. He wouldn't make the NBA, but he's decent. He's, sure, a, sure. he's a hooper. He's a real hooper. And not, not someone that you would want to get a scrap with on the court. No. It doesn't matter <laughs> if he's like four foot nine. Uh, yeah, no, that's but you, so you, a, full, a full four foot nine of getting your ass whipped. That's exactly. <laughs> um, so back to Yager. Yager is about to turn 50 in February. He's still playing professionally for the Clydenham Knights. He actually scored about a week and a half ago. Because, uh, of course, everybody loves the fact that he still plays. Um, his last few seasons in the NHL, do you know how he would get ready for games? Oh, this could be anything. I, we'll, we'll say it's on the ice related. On the ice related. Okay, as like, he kills a man in cold blood. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, all, my mind is just going to bear fighting. Um, no, he would, uh, he would go pre-morning skate. He would go out with a weighted vest and weighted um, and weights on his skates to help him loosen up and get ready so that when he was in the game, it was easier for him to skate. Hey, hockey players are sickos. <laughs> Do you want to know what his favorite on-bench beverage was? Oh, it's got to be vodka. Diet Coke. Oh. That's much less exciting, but also somehow more sick. It's way more sick. If you think about it, like the carbonation, like the syrup feeling. Oh, like, God. You're just hammering Diet Cokes on the bench while you're playing a professional sport. It's like, it's like fucking going to play like Carl Anthony Towns, wakes up every day, gets ready for the game, and has a nice two liters of McDonald's Sprite. Yeah, exactly. So, Yager, Yager is a sicko. 
um, known for his mullet in his early days. Still pretty much a mullet his entire career. Not as much um, going on in the back, not quite as long, but this man had flow like no other. Um, but so Yager was the closest in terms of points to Gretzky, in terms of he finished second in points, but also points towards Gretzky's assists. So including his goals, Yager was still 42 points short of the number of assists that Gretzky had. Jesus. Do you want to know what's even more sicko about that? Let's hear it. So Gretzky played 1,487 games, as I mentioned. Uh Uh-huh. Yermir Yager played 1,733 games played, a full three seasons worth more of games. And he finished with 42 less points than Gretzky had assists. Oh, my God. Could you imagine playing three seasons more than a guy and still not even sniffing his assists and we're throwing your goals in as well? Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's sicko. That's some sick yeah. numbers, man. God. And that's a guy who just retired in seventeen eighteen, and his, his first season was ninety ninety one. But half of his career overlapped with Gretzky. He played three seasons more because he also played. He took some time off and played in the Czech Republic and came back. But like, it's absurd. It's just absurd. Yeah. Gretzky is that guy. I mean, we, we just did an hour-long take on how sicko this man was. Yeah, like, I can't imagine, like, he is, like, there's no argument for him not being the greatest ever. Like, right. Like I'll I'll talk to my dad who's a who's a big Jordan guy just like everyone's dad is, um, and like, and it's my opinion that like LeBron James is probably the best ever, and there's a few there's a few people you put it there like Kareem or Jordan LeBron, uh, white people from Boston put in Larry Bird. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say because I I'm a Jordan guy being from Chicago. Sure. I recently also grown an appreciation for Lou Alcindor, also known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh-huh. Um, I am. I I think those guys were better in terms of the fact that it was a harder game. Like we talked about with Gretzky, you know, you could clutch and grab, you could get onto guys. Fouls weren't as common. Um, I mean, Jordan had the sicko shit where he shot free throws with his eyes closed and still made them. Mm-hmm. Um, LaFraud, Jafraud, always uh, begging for fouls has always rubbed me the wrong way. Respectfully, um, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry? But, I said respectfully, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a basketball yeah. guy, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm a hockey guy, so I want guys to play basketball like we play hockey. Oh. Okay. Well. You know, like, I, I don't want... Like, you don't really – I mean, yeah, you get a couple guys with the palms up, like, call something. But more times than not, it's the palms up of, what did I do? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, but, like, what I was saying is you, you have those arguments. Like, you can say – Right. And not be wrong that one player is better than another. I, I, I tend to look at it as most skilled. 
uh, versus like most stats. Like Jerry Rice is not right. the best receiver to ever live. Um, no, he's not. It's Devonte Adams, but carry on. Whoa, <laughs> COVID zone. Um, so yeah, but you don't have that argument. Whether it's talent, whether it's stats, whether it's just legacy, fame, any of that, it's all Gretzky. There's no other answer. Yeah, and I, mean, I would say that. Have- I would say that McDavid's probably a better skater. I think McKinnon's probably a better skater, but it's because the game now requires you to skate that well. Uh-huh. I think if Gretzky was dropped into today's game, I think he would be that good of a skater. Okay. What, what do you – I can't remember. You had told me this a while, a while back. What is a bad skater called? Well, there's a couple of different terms. We call him a bender. We call him a duster. Bender is mostly yeah. the, the more common one. Um, we call them a bender because usually they don't tie their skates tight enough. So instead of standing upright, your feet bend inwards like your ankles are not strong enough to support you. Okay. I remember we had talked about this on your show. Yes. And I thought that was really funny. But yes. so, well, so while Gretzky wasn't that, he's not like the greatest skater ever. He was at the time. But oh, really? Okay. He- uh, he was one of the top skaters at the time, but skating has evolved as does a lot of like you know technique and form and football has developed. You know, you get oh, guys yeah. that like, are trying like to dribbling in basketball, right? And yeah, I mean, you don't got the you got guys that cross over. You got guys with step backs, jab steps, mm-hmm. um, as he Hayes, you know, get it, get yeah. a guy. Going the wrong way, your head fakes and stuff. The the swim move, the stunts, the um, three sixty no scopes that some of the guys on D lines use to get around offensive linemen. Um, yeah. Those kinds of things, yeah. I you know the game evolves because people f- figure it out, and you have to become more and more creative and innovative to be able to keep up with the game. I think had Gretzky been born later, I think he would have been just as good of a skater. He was just as good of a skater as he needed to be for that time. Okay. That does make sense. I don't know if he would I still don't know if he would be as fast as McDavid or McKinnon. Because those dudes are insane. But I still Oh yeah, I've I've watched McDavid play and Jesus Christ, him getting from one side to the other is like a snap of the fingers. It's like some of the guys it's as effortless as it is for Giannis to take like three steps from half court to the basket. Yeah. It's like that effortless for him. He just makes it look so easy. Yeah. It's, it's I'm, sitting here and I'm just it. like, Oh, it's so majestic. But yeah. So wow. those are, the, that was just the, the deep dive that I wanted to do for this one, just because hockey season started. Um, I'm a very hockey-focused person, as you know. Um, I wanted to do something a little lighter. Um, I feel like we've got some darker stories on the horizon, so just wanted to uh, ease people into the way we're going to kind of do these shows. All right. Next week, week we talk about the O.J. Simpson trial. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not really. I don't think we're going to do that one. It's been done. But uh, next, next week we talk about George Best and alcoholism. Oh, well, maybe not next week, but buddy. we'll get to that one. 
Yeah, that one that one will get done because I don't know that story. I I feel like I know everything about the OJ trial. Oh, see, I didn't watch like any of the docs on the OJ one, so I, I can do that. But there's it's so it's so overly done that that that's not what our show is about. Our show is about some of the lesser known ones. Yep. So other than other than you know Wayne Gretzky, people do know know about this guy, but. Well, was, see, that's the thing. They cool know, getting, like, they know of, like, as compared to like, how good he was versus the field. Right. They know. They know him. They know the name. They know he was ridiculous. But did they know exactly how ridiculous? Well, and the answer is hopefully you do now. Yep. Well, I uh, think we've taken up enough time. I, I don't really have anything to add except for just holy shit. Yeah, um, pretty much. So, uh, let's uh, let's sign out, and we'll see you guys next week. We will see y'all next week. Still serving blow out the guinea, stepping on the coke like a pair of Rochies. And it's busy running up a check with them 36s and them RKLs. Heard that nigga tell a lot of shark tales, and I'm really not that impressed. Me and 38 off of Earthdale caught a birdie flake in the jar cell. Now I'm in the rave looking like a Starfield, checking in at the phone blue. Tied in, I got drug ties. Me and Poppy Bricks hopping off the coop. Cuzzle finna make a mud slide, he just dropped a fish in the moon.